You've fallen down the rock and roll rabbit hole. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole podcast. Uh, this is our very first the ever. very first edition. Very so exciting. Please bear with us. Yeah. There may be hiccups along the way. There will be hiccups along the way. Fair we're, enough. We're still learning the equipment. We're still getting our feet under us as far as how to do this, but we're... Uh, We've been wanting to do this for what, three or four years probably since Yeah, then. we used to have a radio show, so we do know what we're doing a little bit. But a, a little. We've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> we didn't learn a lot, but we know a little. But anyway, yeah, so it's finally time to launch, and we're glad that you're taking a little time to be with us, and uh, hopefully it'll be entertaining. Tonight we're going to talk about a mega, mega hit from the early 80s, which is our era. I've got the receding hairline to prove it. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's the song I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett, which has a very special and place the Black in my Hearts. heart. Don't and the Black, the Black Hearts. Hearts. I can't forget the Black Hearts. <laughs> How could you forget them? <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about that song inside and out, go down the rabbit hole with it. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll learn a few things. Hopefully we'll learn a few things from each other. We kind of haven't uh, sent any notes back and forth. So and that. we're going to debate, is it the greatest rock anthem of all time? Okay, now that's a, the big question of the show. That's a big statement. Is it the greatest rock and roll anthem of all time? Is it or isn't it? You well, tell us. I have a very uh, leave, leave your opinion. opinions in the comments, and we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> we but. can we can argue that out for a long time. But you know, everybody has their opinion, and that's what I love. It. You know, there's as many different opinions. And, as and everyone's entitled to that, no matter how wrong they are. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're wrong occasionally. So I have goals on this broadcast. I have some goals. Okay. And I've already broken one of them a little bit, but my goals are, number one, not to laugh too much. Because, you, you know. But I I'm really funny, man. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to hold it in. I'm going to wait till afterwards to laugh. No, you're not. And then, and then my other one's not to say man too much. Man, you know, Sort of yeah. like the dude, Man. Man. I'm going to try to limit that, so we might keep a tally as things go on. Okay. What are you holding there? Well, I think we should do the opening ceremonies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we did an opening adult ceremony. adult beverage. To the first Rabbit Hole podcast. This is the flagship IPA from Monic Beer Company, Louisville, Kentucky, which is where we are. And it is the one IPA to rule them all, at least in this city and Nothing against the other IPAs. I love all the other breweries in town. There are a lot of good but breweries in this This is town. the one we go to when we really want a top-notch IPA. If you're ever in Louisville, check out Monic Beer Company. They have great food. Too. And they're not paying us uh, one they American They are not sponsoring cent. us no. yet. <laughs> Brian Holton, I'm, I'm looking for you. It's just what we prefer to drink. So that's, you know, for yeah. the first podcast. And we'll... we'll uh, we're going to change it up. We're going to take a tour through Louisville's beer scene as we go on. And beyond. Podcasts. We'll do other stuff, too. And beyond. All right. Let's go with the tail of the tape. Oh. oh what is it? Again. Let's go with the tail of the tape. <laughs> what the hell? It worked the last time. All right. Let's go with the tail of the tape. <laughs> what the hell? Oh. There we go. Oh, okay, let's do that side. one. All right. And now, the tail of the tape. <laughs> All right. Uh, I Love Rock and Roll was recorded in 1981. It was released in December that same year. It reached number one in the United States for seven weeks. It also reached number one in Australia, the Netherlands, 
the Canada. The Canada. Yeah, New Zealand. Love the Canada. <laughs> you gotta love them. South Africa. Stop laughing. And 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 Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Now, Sweden knows how to rock, apparently. They do. So, and uh, went number fifty-six on Billboard's greatest songs of all time, which is a little surprising to me. It's way up there. I, I would have yeah. thought it would get that high. It surprises me too. It's not top ten. You know. But <laughs> anyway, album sales of over ten million copies for the album. Uh, you know, it's the first song on Isn't the album. Is that quintuple platinum or something like uh, that? I don't even know how many uh, tuples that is. I'll look it up. <laughs> the song undoubtedly propelled Joan to her 2015 induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well-deserved uh, for many, many reasons. But anyway, that's the tale of the tape. So that's the uh, statistics okay. on I Love Rock and Roll. Well, we have a lot to talk about. We because do. there's a lot about this song that a lot of people, I think, probably don't know. Lots to unpack, and as we, they we say. we did some homework. So, <laughs> yeah, we did a lot. Of, it was like being back in school, wasn't it? So here, I'm going to start here with, well, let's start a little bit about, about when we were young and this song came out. Tell me about your first impressions. Okay. My first impressions, and I'm almost positive, I heard I Love Rock and Roll the first time saw the song on MTV. Mm-hmm. MTV launched on August 1st of 1981. And who was there with a song already recorded and ready to go? In December of that year was Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll. And so the first thing I remember is seeing Joan crossing the street, walking up to the bar, looking in the window. She walks in and looks directly at the camera, takes off one glove. So she was the first person on MTV (laughs) with one glove. But anyway, uh, and she... uh, starts singing or she's chewing gum mm-hmm. you know i remember that she's yep. i haven't watched the video tough. i meant to watch the video today and i got busy with work so man it's, it's so fun to watch yeah. now the video um, was in black and white Did yeah you? oh yeah well and that's because she hated the way the color looked on her on her red leather she was wearing red leather which yeah. looked fantastic but somehow she got um she didn't because they had some red lighting to, they wanted to cast red hues on the video and she hated it so just thought it got a little cheesy or but but i think that that honestly, the black and white is sort of made it made it stand out on MTV because in the exactly. '80s were so much color and so much of that, yeah, you know, vibe. I think that it stood out more because of that. MTV so. was about neon colors, yeah. bright pinks and yellows, and dun, 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 and the crazy <laughs> animation with the the astronaut. Yeah, exactly. I watched a little bit of MTV getting ready for this, just like a few things on the background of MTV. I think we should be weirder than we are. It's like if they wanted to make you uh, go insane. That's the kind of things they would show you. I mean, it really seemed well, like... Well, it started us down this path of just this constant, you know, constant stream of of uh, stimulation, you know. And quick clips. Yeah. Like everything was... I blame ZZ Top for that, but let's, let's not talk okay, about ZZ Top. Let's digress back into the video. And Joan's looking at the camera, singing that song, and it was just... Everything came together, like gritty guitars... She had a cool band. She was cool looking. Guitar riff. Yeah, she looked like she knew how to use the guitar. You know, unlike maybe Billy Idol or somebody. You know, you couldn't tell if they could really play. You could kind of tell Joan could really play. And uh, I don't know. The song was just so good. Catchy chorus. I mean, it was fantastic. So where were you when you first? I was in a different place. Okay, good. It was uh, eighty one, eighty two. I had just turned sixteen, I think, when I first fifteen. I guess I was fifteen. And I had been raised in a Southern Baptist family. I was there with you. Rock and roll was the <laughs> devil. Uh, oh yeah. So I yeah. was. I was just. I was into old stuff. I was into Buddy Holly and 
and the Beatles and things like that. So I really nice. wasn't embracing a lot of the new music. And so I didn't really pay attention to it until my cousin bought the album. She was, I think, 12 or 13. Nice. And I listened to it with her. I'm like, hmm, I do sort of like that. Well, then <laughs> shortly thereafter, I got into the Stray Cats due to a friend of ours. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I went down the rock and roll rabbit hole for real. <laughs> yes, you and did. And <laughs> so then when I started buying Joan Jett albums, albums <laughs> then I became obsessed with, with not just that song, but some of the album tracks. You know, one of my favorite album tracks was, was uh, Contact, which came on a later album. Oh, okay. But it's yeah. one that she wrote, and she's—I don't think that Joan was a great songwriter. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, I think that's. Good. But it was one of the true. songs that she wrote by herself. I know Kenny Laguna, her business partner and manager, wrote a lot of those songs with her. He was very important. In he her was, yeah, yeah, and a lot of fun with that too. We can talk about it in a minute. But uh, you know, I just some of the songs that she wrote by herself. I'm like, this is really a just a good power pop song. I think she's a power popper at heart. Ah, you know, yeah, sounds right. So, and I got to interview Joan a few years ago, and went, and I'll mention some of those things later on in the show um, about what she said to me. But anyway, so that's that's how I came to it. I came to it reluctantly. So, but it was delivered off the vinyl to you, huh? Oh that's, yeah, that's nice. Off the vinyl. That's in very fact, pure and great. In fact, <laughs> is that the, the exact copy? <laughs> no, I, my cousin's. <laughs> you had to get copy, your own, didn't you? <laughs> I, I listened to my cousins, but I went and bought my own soon thereafter. And so, with this great cover, this great picture on the back. Of the Blackhearts, which we shouldn't forget. We should never forget the Blackhearts. Cool-looking cool dudes. So who do we have there? Do you know the names of these guys here? Oh, Ricky Bird, I think, was the bass player. I can't remember all of them. Uh, let's see. Oh, Lee Crystal was the drummer, and Gary Ryan was the bass player. Ricky Bird was the guitarist. Ricky Bird. He replaced yeah. Eric Amble. Now, right. that's another subject matter I want to get into here. I, I don't want to get, you know, well, I guess we're going down the rabbit hole. That's what we do. Hole. So the original guitarist for the Blackhearts was Eric Amble, who later, you know, has done some solo work. He's produced many bands that we like, like the uh, Bottle Rockets and, mm -hmm. and others. But um, Eric Amble was along for the ride at first. He toured with Joan for two years. He was on the Bad Reputation album that preceded yeah. I Love Rock and Roll. And then I think he... According to him, he asked a little bit about the, how the money was going, or like when, where was the money? And uh, <laughs> he was shown the door. So good for Ricky Bird, I guess. <laughs> good for Ricky, yeah, great for Ricky Bird. But yeah. you know, and I was thinking as Joan, I watched Joan Jett's um, induction into the Hall of Fame, and her speech was was it was really fantastic. She did give Eric a mention, but he wasn't standing there with her. Right. But I got to thinking, he's the Pete Best of the Blackhearts. <laughs> You know, and what a life it must be. Just a little be. bit better than best, yeah. Well, <laughs> a little better than best. I was just going to phrase. I see what you did there. I like TM. it. TM. I like it, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, Eric Amble is, a you know, sort of, he, he was along for the ride. He was, you know, up until the point where that album was being recorded, I Love Rock and Roll. And then he... Uh, they kicked him out of the band. Uh, I don't know. It was management, I assume. I think Joan's a pretty good person, but somehow he got weeded out. And then he had to watch that song go number one for yeah. seven weeks and then watch all that's happened since. It's yeah. become a, a cultural icon of a song. It's, it's yeah. in movies, guitar hero, everywhere. So... Let's talk about some of the some of the facts about this song that people won't know. Okay. I knew that it was a cover, but I thought it was just something that someone had written for her. Okay, I had no idea until I started researching this. I didn't know it was a cover for years. I just thought it was. I I assumed Joan wrote it, 
and the with the black hearts, you know, just and that was a, their thing. And then it sort of trickled to the surface at some point that it was a cover, you know, to find out who that was. I mean, you, you want to take it over from there? Well, and, and, yeah. and I had never heard of a band called The Arrows, a British band. And, and Joan and, and her band were on tour with the Runaways mm-hmm. uh, in the mid 70s, 76, I believe, yep. um, with the Sex Pistols of all <laughs> nice. things, which surprised me. And, right. and, and and so she saw a TV show. It was called Pop 45. Pop 45. And the Arrows were performing this song, and she loved it. She just fell in love with it. And, and what's not to love. Right. And, it, <laughs> and, I, and I, I dug up and listened to the original Arrows version, and it's, it's great. It's, it's really almost more dynamic than hers in a way. Well, they had no presence in America. I disagree right. that it's more dynamic than her version but it was a good version and it had all the parts in place to become this yeah. Yeah. iconic hit and in and, and the the writer alan merrill thought that it was going to and the, the, one of my favorite things that i read about this and i know you read this too yeah um is that he said he it was like a hit within a hit he said because the verses are about these two kids that meet each other in a club and the chorus is what's coming out of the jukebox in the song I never thought of it that way before. Which was already a hit. In, in, Which was already in contained a hit. in this world. Contained, so it yeah. was a hit within a hit. I had <laughs> never heard of this before. And I always thought, okay, this is just a narrator just saying, I'm in this situation and uh, this is why I love rock and roll. Yeah. The music's happening and I meet the, met this guy. And, you know, of course it was written from the male point of view originally and she changed it. Um, but this whole Twilight Zone thing of hit within a hit was just fascinating to me and kind of genius really genius the I sort mean, of thing we love yeah, yeah. I, I just wish the house flies had written it our band is <laughs> our band is the uncommon house flies and we should have written this <laughs> then again of course we were 14 at the time <laughs> we were not ready we to were write kids. That. we were kids but uh, I, sadly I, I do want to point out that, that yeah. uh, alan merrill died of coronavirus in march last year in new york city yep. yeah yeah but he seemed to have a good life you know all in all died yep. too young uh yep. But what a thing to go through life having written that song, yeah. you know? and, and knowing that that was your creation, and knowing that it finally became a hit within a hit. I, th- I think I would do. Uh, I, I would meet people and say, "Hi, I'm Alan Merrill. I wrote I Love Rock and Roll. Yeah, I wrote the song. Perhaps you've heard of it, <laughs> you know." But I mean, uh, he wrote a, a near perfect song, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. The chorus is super catchy. The verses are really, you know, just it tells a little story in between. Uh, the riff was already intact. Everything, yeah. you know, it was just—it was just really, really perfect. He had to be so proud of that, but it really didn't take off for the arrows. Nope. And so Joan sees it in a hotel room somewhere in Europe and uh, kind of discovers it and wants to bring it back to the United States. She recorded an early version with Sex Pistols, Steve Jones, yeah, and uh, I can't remember. So it was the, Joan yeah. Jett and the Sex Pistols, and then <laughs> you can find that on YouTube. And it's 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 even dumbed down more. <laughs> You know, it's just kind of dumbed down. Let's, let's say simplified. It's simplified, but but it's like, I, I listen to it, I'm like, the energy is not nearly what was on the eventual release on the album. You know? Yeah, the, the I, production I just, on the album was... Uh, it was really, really, really good. good. Yeah, and, and credit Laguna to that, you know, that was... Yes. But she really didn't have a record deal. No. She didn't have anything going. They were kind of DIY on the on their first album, which was just called Joan Jett and later changed by the owner of Casablanca records to yeah. uh, bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were selling that out of their trunk sort yeah. of the way, you know, most bands, have nobody, none of the labels would touch them. They were all trying to sign the other 
Lita Ford and the other runaways for some reason. They were chasing the wrong runaways, yeah. weren't they? I mean, Lita Ford's great, but... Well, yeah, but at the same know. time, it's like, wow, Joan wound up having a much better career. But she's overall. just, yeah, what star power in Joan. Yep. But Kenny Laguna's influence over Joan's career and, you know, the shaping of this song and that record, uh, I think can't be overlooked. He was a... Uh, what what do they call it? Candy pop or what was it called? Uh, bubble gum. Bubble, bubble gum. gum pop. Yeah, he was like a kind of a producer in bubble gum. Like I think he's credited on songs like Yummy Yummy. <laughs> you know that kind of really Love really in kiddie. my tummy. Yeah, it, was, it was the kind of they say it's the kind of stuff that was on the back of a cereal box yeah. when you got you got yeah. a little album or a little record. But um, he kind of helped Joan in. Well, I I don't know. They're the combination of those two people with his sensibility of this pop and and sugar-coated pop and then jones really kind of punk aesthetic and attitude and danger combined to be this perfect the the perfect kind of meshing together which which i'm going to interject here and and one of the things one of the questions i asked her when i interviewed her many years ago was said i've i've seen your music classified as so many different things i've seen is is heavy metal Power pop, punk, I've seen it as alternative. And I asked her, I said, what would you consider your music to be classified as? And she said, you know what? She said, I think it's just rock and roll. And that was her answer to me. She's like, she's she appreciated the question. She said, and I've heard it too. She said, I don't care what any, people can classify it whatever they want. To me, it's just rock and roll. And that embodies that song. You know, to totally me, that does. brought that whole thing full circle in just, <laughs> just a few words that she spoke to me. I love the answer, though. I love the answer. I think people wear their self out trying to divide up music into all these little subcategories when really it's just all just music. It's all rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I like it. Uh, yeah, which is another I like trivial it. point, which I'm sure you've got in your notes. Uh, yes. Do you want to take that on? <laughs> no, or, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I didn't know this Alan either. Merrill, the original writer of the song had hung out with Mick Jagger and you know he's kind of a, a jet setter I guess in England and he had heard the song it's only rock and roll but I like it another great rock tune yeah. and um, I mean I love the Stones and that's a fantastic song but he felt like it was apologizing for for uh, you know his love of rock and roll or you know right. liking rock and roll <laughs> to the, the, the people he was hanging out with which Alan described as bankers and financiers right. and he was sort of like apologizing for rock and roll and alan thought to himself no i love rock and roll and taking a jab at the rolling stones man that takes some stones <laughs> it, well, it does it does i'm sure he never told mick <laughs> no i'm sure he never did no no but alan became I alan merrill i kind of want to tell him <laughs> i don't want to get too stuck on alan merrill but i think he's an interesting kind of yeah Enigma. But he you know. wrote the song we're talking about. We're talking about Joan Jett, but we're talking about the song mostly because that's true, what, the, that's what the rock and roll rabbit hole is mostly about, at least on these episodes. And we have other plans for other types of episodes. But right. when we go down the rabbit hole with a song, you know, it's it's going to be about the song. So it could be a song yeah. that ten different artists covered. You know, for all we know, we'll we'll do that later. We've got other ideas. Well, we've got a list of songs, a long list of songs that we, yeah. that we're going to put put in the queue, but. We wanted to tackle this one first because of the question that we're asking. Is it the greatest rock anthem of all time? The answer, yes, it is. And and Butch, <laughs> and we've already argued about this over beer a little bit, but we decided just to save little. it. And I'm not, even, I'm not even arguing. I'm just saying, 
there are so many candidates, you know. Of, there of, are so many candidates, and some of them are absolute titans. So this is a really yeah. a big, we're posing a big question here. So I want to, you know, Joan in later years, like when she performed at the, the her Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame induction, she didn't play it. She didn't play she it? She didn't play it. That's why she was there. Because she's distanced herself from it to some level. And I, I, I dug up a quote. And I'm going to just read this quote from, from Joan Jett. I have a feeling this is going to hurt my feelings. No, it's not, actually. <laughs> but, you know, we've, we've got another episode plotted out how some groups, their biggest hit becomes the Golden Albatross. Oh, uh, right, right, we'll, right. You know, yeah. We'll revisit that, won't we? <laughs> so she said, I think, asked about what she thinks of the song. Okay. I think most people who have loved some kind of rock and roll can relate to it. Everyone knows a song that just makes them feel amazing and want to jump up and down. I quickly realized this song is going to follow you. So you're either going to let it follow you or let it bother you, or you got to make peace with it. And I feel blessed that I was involved with something that touched so many people. Pretty awesome. It's a PR answer, but I, I truly think she knows without that song, we wouldn't be talking about her on this podcast today. No, I don't think we Not would. Not she's going to listen to this podcast, but you know what I mean. Yeah, she's got a bunch of other worthy material. What she's, mm-hmm. she's The way she's interpreted like songs like Crimson and Clover. I mean, I think her body of work would still make her a, a very viable artist. Right. The runaway stuff was cool as can be. Right. But that one That's song the captured the world's imagination. She's been surfing on that song for <laughs> yeah. decades. And she it's, has. You know? But, we, should uh, get, we should get a graphic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the perfect song found the perfect artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, they that was a marriage that had to be made. And she knew it. She carried it around for since 1975, from 75 to 81. She knew she had this little hit in her pocket and finally was able to put it out. They even saved it off the first album because they didn't have yeah. a, de- a record deal. But anyway, let's talk about the other candidates, maybe some other candidates for greatest rock and roll anthem. Well, you've got some songs listed. I've got right. some songs listed. Let's I'm going to pull out the, the, the reading glasses here, you, which are you falling start apart. And, and, I, and we'll just go back and forth All and right. we can talk about it. I'm going to tell you songs and tell you why they're not okay. the greatest. And I'm, and, and I'm going I'm, I'm to, I think we're probably going to be on the same page here, but to me, <laughs> this song has to be about rock and roll. Okay. You know, it's not just like, it can't just be just a good rock and roll song that everyone knows. You know, well, like you much, you know how much I love the the romantics. What I like about you, yeah, that's never going to be the greatest rock and roll anthem because it's just about a girl. <laughs> well, I have a few listed here. Most of them fit that category, I believe. Not all, not all. So let's let's take "Rockin' in the Free World." Rock and roll. That's on right? my list too. Neil Young, right? I mean, that song. It's just not as well known. Uh, not as well known, but also I'm gonna say. The verses in that song are, are, you know, they they talk about problems, problems in the free world, you know, things that go wrong. So when you're singing Keep On Rocking in the Free World, it's somewhat sarcastic. So is Born uh, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, another great anthem. But can you sing it full-throated knowing that Bruce is kind of saying it's not so great? You know what I mean? That this place is kind of bullcrap. He built some irony into that or something. Definitely. And and that's... To me, that would fall into the category of this is, could never be a rock and roll anthem because it's not about rock and roll. Good enough. Eliminated. Let's consider eliminated. eliminated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's one I, that doesn't have rock in the title but is very extremely rock and roll, and I think this might come 
out of left field for you, but let's try this. Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. I considered that for my list because that is anti-establishment. Very much. That is very rock and roll to me. Rebellion. Yeah. No, I'd see to me that would be a, a contender for that list of this could be, you know, Bruce's song. No. I would take Born to Run over that in, in that conversation. My brother Lauren said the same thing. Yeah, but that's a rock and roll song. But it's more of a driving song and less of a, like a True. just straight up, this is... Anthem, anthem. Yeah. So what audience, though, can't sing, we're not going to take it, you know? Like, that's a really good yeah. fist-pumping yeah. rock and roll song. Okay, how about Kiss, rock and roll all night? That's a... There's a heavy song. contender. Yeah. Heavy contender. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Okay, that I mean, that's a statement. That's 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 a rock and roll song. I can get that behind gets that. Into that elite company it's, of this is a rock and roll. It's in the discussion, yeah. but it doesn't say I love rock and roll. To right. me, I love rock and roll is the most pure chorus. The best expression of the love for rock and roll, but rock and roll all night, a hair off. Yeah. Eliminated. <laughs> not, <laughs> not really. Leave it in the comments. Please, please well, fuss at us. We don't and mind. I, and I'm still. And we'll I'm be still, glad to hear from you. I'm still saying that, that you can't just say one song is, but I'm willing to entertain the okay. you know. <laughs> so are you done with your list? Okay. I've got a couple more I'm not going to bore probably, you with. We probably have a lot of crossover. Uh, I want to save one. Okay. I'll, I've got on my list too, so I'll save it, that as If well. there's like the, the heavyweight contender, there's one song that comes to mind. But go ahead. So. I'm, I'm very interested. What about the Rolling list. Stones? It's only rock and roll, but I like it. Okay. Now it's the other side of the coin, isn't right. it? Right. <laughs> it ties it. It created this song. Yep. In a way, That's right? That's why I put it on my list. Because okay. without without that, this doesn't exist. Okay. True, true. This <laughs> does not exist without that song. So that is but a very good the point. the cynicism is duly noted, and that's not rock and roll. Agreed. So here you go. Here's <laughs> I'm going to give you two statements. Here we go. It's only <laughs> rock and roll. It's only right. rock and roll, which is one of the most important things in, in my entire life, yeah. right? But I like it. I like it. That okay, spam. here's the other statement. I love rock and roll. Eliminated. Eliminated. <laughs> eliminated. This need, might be a whole to, new thing, right? Yeah, we need a sound effect. <laughs> eliminated. 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 Um, okay, so my next one. Yes, got it. For those about to rock, we salute you. ACDC. Mm. Now that's a rock anthem. That is a rock anthem right there. Is it a contender? It's, no, it's why not? Oh no, I I can I can easily debunk this one. Debunk, okay. I'll have a drink of my beer while you do that. Audiences don't sing for those about to rock. We salute you. They might, but it's not. I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> they might. It's just not so. It's not so anthemic, chorusy as as. We're not going to take it or I love rock and roll, yeah. which I can't sing. We, we can't clear the publishing. Yeah, that's but, true, yeah. But for those about to rock, We Salute You is a fantastic. It's got the guitar. Oh, man, it's fantastic. It's got the fantastic danger. I love everything about it. But hmm. I, I'm saying not as much of a singy audience, singy, sing-song rock and roll. Okay. 
All right. I well, mean, you know, sing a, not a sing-along is my opinion. So I'm going to go. One man's opinion. And this one you're going to debunk immediately, but I want to go ahead and throw it in there because, <laughs> uh, because of a certain reason. Right. Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Wow. It's about a guitar playing hillbilly wow. who is a rocker, and it sort of sets the stage for what's to come. Yeah, let me think about this. But that's a whole different thing, though. It, it goes against my rule. Go, go. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be about rock and roll, but it sort of is. It is. It just it doesn't is. say the word rock and roll. Johnny, Johnny B. Good. Johnny that helped B. Good. invent rock and roll. So it's Johnny's initials, or Johnny, middle initial B. Good, good. correct? G-O-O-D-E, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you know. Good. Uh, not, a, not a sing-along song so much. Fantastic, though. Fair. You know, one of the birth... Right, it's exactly. It's a birth point, Chuck. You know? so, so important. It's, so it's it's on. Is it on the? We're going to, to edit this Mount out. Rockmore. Mount Rockmore. Is it on Mount Rockmore? <laughs> it's on Mount Rockmore. I think it, maybe it's on Mount Rockmore. It's if you. But is Joan? Is yeah. Isle of Rock and Roll on Mount Rockmore? Is it? It is Mount Rockmore. Butch <laughs> <laughs> and I are going to fight after this uh, yeah, show. We can fight, I guess. <laughs> okay, oh, this is. I've got a weak one. I've got. I've got three more. Weak. Okay, this one's kind of weak, but oh, I, "Long I Live Rock" by the Who. Oh, I love that. It's a great song, but and based and, based on 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 the criteria you're putting out. It's not a sing-along. Well, is my criteria stretch. valid? That's, I'm just. But you you're know? making your argument, and I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying to. You know, throw a monkey's riches okay. into it. All right, here's what I'm going to say. The, the uh, sentiment of it, the sentence, long live rock. That That is exactly what we're looking for. Doesn't have a lot of melody. Right, that's true. Not as much of an audience singer, singer longer. Uh, it's love more of an Roger air Dalton. guitar song. Which I guess you could say was, <laughs> yeah. was sort of the same for, for ACDC's song. Uh, true. Yeah, I mean both song. both big rock and roll. I mean, I'd say that's anthemic too. So yeah. I, I'm liking it. Uh, top top ten eliminated. Okay, eliminated. <laughs> so my last my last right. two are ones that I don't think you probably thought of. Okay, I'm ready. Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio by the Ramones? I did not think of that, but I love that. That leapt to mind. Yeah, let me think about that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, it's sort of a song that would be sung at the funeral of rock and roll, which may take place at any time, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of looking back on rock and roll. Mm -hmm. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett via the Arrows is living in rock and roll. Okay. You know? God, okay. you've got a you've got an answer for everything. <laughs> well, that was that's what I'm going to go with on Drink that more one. Beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, last one I've got. All right. <laughs> rock got no reason by School of Rock. I don't know if I'm familiar with it. You saw School I watched of rock. the movie. That's the, that's the, I loved the movie. Yes. That was uh, that I watched it the other day and Did I just Jack thought, Black I've got a write it i mean who it was one of his students in the movie i don't know who wrote, but i'm sure jack black wrote it i love but it's, I it's a it. fantastic rock production it's just a fantastic rock production and it's like it's just got all the vocals it's got every element of rock and roll that you could possibly put in a rock song and it's just about learning about rock and roll and just get me get me to the rock rock school on time so i can rock out i already like it 
I already like it. I don't remember it from the movie because I've slept since then, to borrow a phrase that but, my buddy but, used but, to say. And, and therein lies the in, inherent problem with that song is, is that so few people know it. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, by if, one of the rock titans, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. But as a song, man, it's <laughs> close. It's just oh, not man. well known enough. Okay. Let's just say... Um, Eliminate it. Eliminate it. <laughs> Let's just say eliminate. <laughs> Sorry, did I max out the speaker that time? Uh, I well, that. we're we're learning. We're I'm, learning. I'm we're learning the now, equipment. So. Yeah, we're. This is all DIY, which is fine. That's good. I'm willing to blow out the speakers occasionally, which is a very rock and roll thing to do. All right, I'm going to put on my glasses, which I have dropped one of the lenses. Yeah, we've we've got a situation here. People near our age will uh, identify with this problem I'm having right now. I have a, okay. I have a large dog next to me who I think has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, well, uh, all right. well that, let's, take that's, a, let's take a few more minutes and wrap this up. But uh, That's kind of very important. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I've got a couple more. I got, l- let me go with my let's last just, three on the list. Yeah, let's just go back and, and kind of do some more and recap on, you know. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion, but let's just go over these last three. <laughs> In other words, Bush is not going to relent. Well, I think that's part of... Uh, yeah, we didn't even announce our names at the beginning. This is how, this is how amateurish we are. I'm Kevin we need- Gibson. This is Butch Bays. <laughs> so now you know who we are. Yeah, yeah. That's a, where you send the hate mail, I guess, you we, know? We've so. just descended into madness now. Well, no, 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 no. This is still very valid. Okay, so we're going through, we're going through a few more anthems that may may be able to get in the ring with I love rock and roll. You're going to you're going to Well, that's fine. Let's go. Let's hear it. Uh, Born to be wild. Born to be wild. Interesting. So here's what I where, where I I think it's great. I love the I love sentence. The yeah. I love the the lyric. But Born to be wild is not so much of a chorus. It's kind of a tag, right? Mm-hmm. Or what would you call that? Like People a, call that song Get Your Motor Running. People call that they song do. "Get Your Motor Running." Yeah, they do really. <laughs> I've never heard. I, that. I've heard people call that song "Get Your Motor." You know that song "Get Your Motor Running." I'm like, yeah, "Born to Be Wild." <laughs> I love it. "Get Your Motor Running" might be because that's the catchy part of the. Da, 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 you know, the, true. The, the melody is in that, and then "Born to Be Wild." It's like you said, it's a breakdown. So here's what I want to do with "Get Your Motor Running." I want to make another podcast about what are the greatest intro lyrics All of right, any put that song. On, put that on the list. That's, that is going to be a, a heavy contender. Put that on the list. But Born to be Wild, love it. Sang very awesomely, very mightily, very rock and roll, but not oh really God. a chorus. Eliminated. Okay, let's go to Eliminated. Highway to Hell. The Highway to Hell. So that's about the rock and roll lifestyle, right? It's it's about the rock and roll lifestyle. I'm on the highway to hell. It's about the you know like when you go back to say your Southern Baptist uh, upbringing, mm-hmm. that's not really a chorus you want to sing wholeheartedly and full. Well, I did. I, I, but did I, you? I didn't say I enjoyed that upbringing. <laughs> um, interesting because that riff is, whew, it's almost as good. Oh yeah, that oh my goodness that that that. That answer everyone and you after the the highway to hell and that that guitar yeah. riff after that yeah. God that just yeah. ignites me mighty mighty it, and yeah. it is an audience participation it song. is so fantastic so leave in the comments 
Do you consider it? Like, yeah. we're, getting, we're please, getting up there now. Please let us know if you've got things that we haven't covered because there are so many that we haven't yeah, covered. Yeah, there's so many. We, we only have so much time. We'll love to hear from you because we have a passion for this just like you do. But I'm going to say Highway to Hell doesn't quite get there because of the sediment. But it may is, be the closest one. Oh, there's one other one that I thought of while we were talking. Okay, what do you got? Majesty of Rock by Spinal Tap. <laughs> now, I love that. Now, that's really getting into it. And right we've played there. that on stage, and I love playing that song, and I love the lyrics. The whole thought of that is fantastic. But it's a parody. It's a parody. Eliminated. So, eliminated. eliminated. <laughs> as much as I love it, yeah. Okay. But I had to bring it up. <laughs> right. No, I love it. So let's go with what most people, most rock fans, I believe, would come up with instantly if you say what's the greatest rock anthem of all times? The mighty, mighty, we will rock you yeah. by Queen. Now that one sing is a fist pumping, sing alongin. Guitar. No guitar. No nothing. That one is a foot stomp, hand clap. Which is there's not a solo also in good. Oh, the there is a solo I was in there. Yeah, but it's solo. sort of a, a link to "We Are the Champions" as the solo part. So I don't know. No, those are right, two yeah. songs that are uh, you know put together. Uh, but that is a heavy weight contender yeah. for this for Ooh, this category. Mama. I don't know. I think of that. This is a death match, you know. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think I, I would take Joan Jett in a fight with Freddie Mercury, and that's just because he's dead. <laughs> well, and she's so confident. <laughs> you know, right. she is I so confident. <laughs> I believe that. I see him as, as a kind of a peaceable person. He does seem very peaceful. You know, I think yeah. she would just, just like wipe the floor with him. I, so, I believe that's ooh, probably I'm gonna, true. I'm going to, God. That's heavyweight. That's almost heavyweight. a draw. I this mean, is, I, yeah. are you, you're going to argue for Joan Jett, aren't you? I am because the guitars are involved. Because you have a crush on her. This that guy, brings up a whole other subject, a doesn't it? About yeah. her. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Joan Jett because the lyrics are, I love rock and roll, not we will do something to you. Okay? How's that? <laughs> we will inflict this upon you. <laughs> we will inflict rock upon you. <laughs> It's it's more like I love rock and roll. Yes, I love rock and roll. Right, so, so it'd we, be sort of like we will inflict this, and Joan would be like, "Cool, exactly. Well, I love that. Yeah, yeah love that. okay. <laughs> that's my. That's the only. So it, I'm gonna say uh, timidly it eliminated, and I'm sure we're gonna get in a lot of trouble for that. Like, but that's fine. Eliminated. eliminated. All right. All right. Well, well, I think that's probably a wrap. I mean, I think we've... Have we wrapped everything? I think we've, we've dug into this song. We've gone down the rabbit hole as far as we need to. Can I look over my notes for two seconds just you, to see if... If you want to throw in another little nugget, then... Well, you know, I, I hope that people watching this, should they watch this... Um, I hope we enlighten them on a thing or two because it really I think we learned a few things this oh, week. Oh, definitely. On a song that we felt like we knew inside and out and, yeah. you know... Definitely. Uh, but... God bless Joan Jett. She's enriched our lives with some fantastic Absolutely. rock and roll and attitude and sort of, um, you know, sort of a, a punk rock aesthetic and uh, but just related to just good mainstream rock and roll. And and I think, you know, the world would be worse without her. So wherever she is, hopefully she gets the word. That yes, it's, I hope it's she hears great. this. Yeah. We love All right. You, Joan. Let me see. <laughs> I'm going to see if I had anything I wanted to cover here. 
Well, no. Nah, While you're doing so. that, can I tell the story of uh, when I interviewed her over the phone? Yeah, please do. And then I'll tell the story of when I proposed to her. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that for sure. <laughs> so this is our, we, we, have, we both have respective stories. When I interviewed her, uh, this was around the time when, when she had released uh, Love is All Around. Uh, and it was on ESPN. And she had a new album out. And so it was the most awkward thing ever. Her, I arranged it with her PR people and her PR assistant, this, this young woman called me, said, okay, you set up for the interview? I said, yes, I'm ready. She said, okay, just hang on. I'll get Joan on the line. I said, great. Okay, cool. Thanks. And well, how did you feel in the moments when he was he's, nervous, but I was excited. You know, I, I had, would, I think I excitement would be the answer. I had written good sure. questions. And, uh, so the girl gets back on the line and, and she goes, Kevin. And she's like, gets all excited. Say hello to Joan Jett. And then there was just this silence, this dead air, because I think Joan and I both were just like, oh, Jesus Christ. So she <laughs> sort of had a hype man on yeah. the phone line. And I said, hi, Joan. And she said, hi, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, we were both just kind of embarrassed. Oh, my God. By, that's so that's, that was my first that's introduction crazy. to Joan Jett. <laughs> that is so great. So how was the interview, though? You guys had a rapport? No, it was good. You will. I sent you the the, the transcript, the story, right? A while back, I've got it. Yeah, I actually wrote two stories. I wrote one story for one publication, and I had enough from her to write another story for another publication. So, oh, nice. But yeah. she seems double dipping. She seems, by all accounts and everything I've seen, to be a really decent human being. She was very gracious, very very friendly, very able, willing to talk to me as long as I wanted to talk. And uh, oh, I went cool. and saw her like two weeks later at at a local establishment and. And I said, hey, I'd love to buy you a beer. And she said, just she said, just come back and just say hello. You know, she's like, I'm not really drinking right now, but come back and say hello. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I didn't because I was with a friend and he was wanting to go yeah. home. So I just didn't, I didn't go. I'm sure you I regretted had, that you know? for your whole life. Yeah, I but... wish I had. But, <laughs> but your, your story is, is quite entertaining as well. Well, many times. My, my brush with greatness, brush with Joan Jett, um, uh, spring break in 1986 uh, in Daytona Beach, Florida. We stayed at a hotel called the White Hall Inn. Which this is a, an aside, I guess, but they took all the pictures off the wall and like I think they even took the lampshades off the lamps because they you know just didn't trust spring breakers to uh, take care of things, which I always thought was kind of wild. Be covered in beer and bodily fluids. Uh, true, <laughs> but uh, MTV had a huge presence uh, at that spring break, and they uh, they had concerts by and I. I might be blending two spring breaks together, but there was, uh, I saw the Hooters there. I saw Eddie Money, uh, and Joan Jett was one of the big nights that MTV put on at the Daytona Beach Band Shell. And I was super into Joan at the time. I mean, she was just the coolest thing to me. And uh, we watched her show, you know, just on the beach. It was fantastic. Uh, and I, as I am accustomed to doing, I, I go I like to see people get on their bus or leave a, yeah. you know, I like to see rock stars. You know, sometimes you get to say hi, sometimes you don't, you know, it usually doesn't work out. But anyway, we were lined up around what was kind of a, a, a ramp that came out of the back of the band shell where they bring, you know, artists in and out. And uh, there was a limo, stretch limo, which is cool, very rock and roll. Yeah, very and uh, so they led Joan out of the, the band show, you know, from wherever the dressing room was, I assume. And just in a moment of youthful exuberance, love of rock and roll and, and Joan herself, I blurted out, marry me, Joan, like over everybody there. Like it was like, it was kind of quiet when she was walking mm -hmm. out. 
a little chatter. But anyway, she heard me and kind of gave me the kind of like, ah, you know, that smile, that famous smile of hers, and kind of a little like, you know, ah, no, you know. Yeah, you guys are crazy sort of look, you know, or kind of gesture, and I thought. Eliminated. Well, she's thinking about it, I guess. (laughs) But (laughs) Has she gotten back to you at all? eh, She hasn't really made, I'm sure she doesn't know how to get a hold of me. That's probably why. Maybe she'll see the the podcast or hear the podcast. (laughs) She might. I have have one more thing, and then we've got to, we should wrap this up because we've gone very long. But, um, Another of my uh, Joan Jett sort of stories is I went to see her at Bogarts in Cincinnati in 88 uh, with my then girlfriend, and we were in the front row. Oh, nice. And she was wearing this kind of this beaded sort of vest thing, and I've seen pictures of her in it in, in, in recent years. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, I was like, oh, that she wore that a lot on stage. And I was literally was like right in front of her, and she at one point leaned over me and was playing guitar and she kind of looked down at me and like sweat was dropping from her onto me, her face onto my face. It's some kind of like uh, and rock I, and roll holy water. I haven't then. taken a, a shower since. <laughs> As you probably know by sitting this yeah, close Yeah, I, I know full well but about no, that. I literally was was like showered in, in Joan Jett sweat Jet one sweat. time in my life. <laughs> Not Jet sweat. <laughs> oh, I'm, now i got to write thing. my song. If they could bottle that, you know. <laughs> oh, it would, it would be like, that is some high quality H2O. <laughs> I like it. Well, this has been fun. It's been great. First episode. I'm Kevin. This is Butch. Please, if you know if you like what you heard, uh, tune in again. Follow us. And uh, yeah, they always say on YouTube, subscribe and like. And yeah, Um, we don't know when this will hit YouTube, but for now, we're hoping it will soon, and we'll 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 figure it out then. But we're gonna be we're gonna launch Facebook, probably Twitter. uh, You know, presences soon. So we will hope to see you out there on the interwebs. Folks, thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in to Rabbit Hole Radio. And good night, I suppose. Wait, no, Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole. Let's do it again. Thanks for tuning in to Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole. (laughs) All right, that's a wrap. (laughs) Oh, we'll we'll, we'll, uh, fix it all in post, as they say. Fix it in post. You're going to keep this, aren't you? You're going to keep this. I I know you. I know you. I'm totally keeping it. I'm totally keeping it.